everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Josh Bolton, who is a business and podcast coach. He's also the host of the Josh Bolton Show. Um, we're going to talk all things podcasting and business and how he came to be who he is today. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, Alexa, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm good. Love- um, so actually, how are you? What is your plans other than chatting with me today? Oh, my daily plan? Yeah. Just working on my business. Uh, what and do you I, do? I do custom um, glasses. So I do like wine oh. glasses, um, beer, shot glasses. And I also started to do like make, makeup slash travel bags. Ooh. And t-shirts. I do t-shirts too. Okay. Oh, so you just sold me now. I'm going to have to talk to you off air about a t-shirt then. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. I just started that recently besides my podcast. Uh, do what you about- use- Oh, so do you use a cricket for yeah. all this stuff? Heck yeah. I got a cricket too. Oh, it's the best. It can waste a lot of time and money, but it's worth it. Yes. And it makes me money. So it's worth it. <laughs> yes. Mine doesn't. So it's still fun. <laughs> yes. No, it's good. Um, what about you? What are your big plans for the day? So I got my awesome chat with you. Then I have a new, I'm in a business group, like coaching and stuff. And the, the leader decided to start his own crypto group. I don't really believe crypto, but he offered it for free. So I'm like, you know what? I'll join. Yeah, let's check it out. Yep. So how did you start podcasting? What? Tell us a little your story. Are you wanting like the up and coming story or why I started podcasting to this point? Because I'm going to say we're going to do more than 30 minutes. (laughs) Um, How old is the why you started the Josh Bolton show? Where did that come so I've, I, even though I'm an introvert, I always love talking to people, kind of like you, Alexa, hear their story, why, why they got there. Um, and it's one of those jokes I always got in high school. And it was just, it's rude, but it's kind of true. They're like, one of them said, you'd pay a, a prostitute not to have sex, but to hear their story for an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, they have a hell of a lot of good, you know, damn, you gave me a good idea. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, they have a good story. They have probably good stories. Mm-hmm. So it's where it's just, I've always loved talking to people. I didn't care if I crossed lines or not, as long as I understood their story. So I wanted to start a podcast back in like 2016, 2017. Oh, wow. So before when, it got real big. Yeah. I would say when it was still kind of fringe, uh, like the, really the only people when you say podcasting was Joe Rogan and like everyone else didn't exist. Um, I was just, I was watching all the, the Twitter mobs, like throw innocent people's heads metaphorically down the street of Twitter mm-hmm. And Joe was getting canceled. And now as a podcaster, I'm like, wait, canceling is really good. It just sucks to deal with it in the moment. But it actually helped. It's like, it's like free marketing, whether they realize it or not. But uh, yeah. so I was just scared. I wanted to keep my job and podcast. And uh, so I got COVID in December 2020. Oh. It was, yes, there was, it wasn't alpha, but it wasn't delta. It was one of those weird B or C Greek letters. Yeah. <laughs> the ones no one really cared about anyways. Um, yeah, I just, I was sick. Um, classic COVID symptoms. Um, but I got the brain fog to the point I passed out. Um, and everyone was yelling at me like, Oh, it's just a flu. Knock it off. And I'm like convulsing on the floor. Um, <laughs> and then the, the piece of the resistance, the district manager came in and pretty much yelled at me saying, Oh, you're easily replaceable. This and that. And I'm like, good luck when the government's paying people $600 a week to stay home. You're gonna yeah. convince you're gonna convince them for fourteen forty an hour to scrub shit off a toilet. If you can pull that off somehow, I'll quit right here. He never did. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's where I just, as I left and I, I recovered from COVID, I was just like, I will not be in that situation unless they're paying me way more money kind of thing. Then it's like the, it's, it's worth the risk to rewards better. Yeah. So other than that, then I started my podcast, man. I had a lot of fumbles out of the gate. I had awesome ladies I want to talk to like Titans of industry. Well, where yeah. I got you, uh, got you from matchmaker, I uh, quickly got into that and was hitting up people. And this one lady was like, oh, uh, I don't deal with people unless they have a website. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got to figure out how to build a website real quick here. And then <laughs> I got the lady on and all that. And um, yeah, and now it's, it's getting to the point, just casually talking to a, a CEO of a publicly traded company is kind of normal now for me. That's so cool. How, um, so did you start it in 2016 or is that when you wanted to? That's when I wanted to. Okay. So you started it more late, more in, um, during COVID, after COVID. Yeah. When I got COVID yeah. and, uh, it was that awkward situation of they're like, oh, you're expendable. I'm like, am I though? Am I, <laughs> um, is when I decided to do it. And then where did coaching come into play? So, cause I've been doing this about uh, a year and two months now. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people have been literally former guests just call me up and they're just like, Hey, You've done this a year successfully. You have 170 shows under your belt. What's your secret sauce? How did you last so long? And I'm like, well, I'm just stubborn. And I don't know when to admit defeat. <laughs> I probably could have admit defeat a long time ago. I just don't know when to say when. <laughs> that, that's the biggest trick of my success. That's so, good. That's a good way to be, though. It is. I'm going to say, and especially you would know this as an entrepreneur, you even is when the hardest times come up, you have to, you have to grit down. This is when you have to double down and do even more work kind of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. What's been your favorite thing doing your business and the hardest? So I love, um, I love extracting information, condensing Mm -hmm. it, distilling it, and then making it easy to explain to other people. Um, That's like my weird specialty. So I, I do currently martial arts. I have been doing it for 15 years. I have achieved second degree black belt in my system. Very cool. Thank you. Um, and it's one of those, um, when I was getting up in the ranks, it was like, it's a rule you have to give back to the art. So I started teaching to help out when I was younger. And uh, I realized at a young age, I was taking complex things, simplifying it without ruining the value. And others were learning like 10 times faster than I was. And that's where my instructor pretty much said, like, you have a weird talent for this. He's like, this, this applies to martial art, but this applies to everything you do. He's like, it's a very... Um, lucrative skill if you know what to do with it and i'm like was one of those young dumb uh was on <laughs> some heavy uh, on some heavy prescriptions back then so i was like oh easy oh, figure it out sir. go running off and do something else so very cool yeah because i re- i read in your um bio so you had you have adhd correct Yes, I still have it. I don't think it's going I anywhere. Yeah, I didn't soon. mean to say i meant not mean to say you had i meant to say you have <laughs> yeah um so the, the quick synopsis of the, the backstory for that, um, essentially back in the 90s is when I was in elementary, elementary school. And uh, back then, the internet wasn't built up the way it is. So pretty much ADHD, six, eight-year-old, you're still learning your emotion and what it is. So yeah, metaphorically, I saw a worm on the ground and I was like crying. I'm like, oh no, a dead worm. And then I see a bird flying. I'm like, oh yes, a happy bird kind of thing. And they're like, oh, he went from sad to happy really quick. He's bipolar. So you either drug him or he's out. 
Oh my gosh. Again, that's where I said, I feel like I needed to go through that crucible because if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. But yeah, if my parents knew that what they knew today, they'd be like, ah, hell with you too. We're, we're going somewhere else. Yeah. So you were in like bipolar medication. Oh my God. And you didn't even need it. Nope. So um, like, did it obviously because it didn't help. So like, were they, did they like these doctors or whoever that was giving it to you, they like, you were still doing what you were doing. Oh no, it made actually. So I remember this specifically, it looked like a hobbit hole. It was like a dirt mound and a little like circle door to this thing. You enter it, the wood varnish and leather and the smell of lost hopes and dreams lingered into the building and uh, young kids. So I would boot doctors back in the late, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. It was one hour to hour and a half to get in. And uh, I'm a young kid. I'm like, mom, why are we here? I want to go get some McDonald's ice cream kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much, uh, yeah, go in and I see the this minimalist. It was like in the 90s, minimalism was a thing, but it wasn't like mainstream. So it was a minimalist uh, world sphere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it was made out of brass. And I was like, ooh, I didn't know the world was so hollow and made out of brass. <laughs> and, and then I turned and it's the same artist but it's a man goring a boar and it's dying and like blood spraying everywhere. And I'm just going like, I went this like, ha- yeah, I looked at happy and then I'm like, <gasps> this is the, uh, the doctor's like, Oh he, yeah, he's bipolar and schizophrenic. Here's some drugs. Get out. <gasps> and this is like, they, do they even diagnose kids with this anymore? Oh yeah. It's, well, it's actually more of a problem now than ever. In kids. Oh, I didn't realize that's so crazy. Because this, I actually had a nurse on my show. We were talking about her her writing and all that. But she actually is um, a practicing nurse. And that's one of them. She said, she's like, we only have 15 minutes to get to know you. Yeah. And it's hard to make a diagnosis after 15 minutes. It's so, it's just so scary. Like how quick, like, and it could be wrong. I mean, that that's kind of why I like that the other, like whole, more holistic is coming out. It's becoming, it's like, because you realize like, it's not just a physical anymore, like your body, it's mental, emotional, it's all part of, it's all just as important. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, like, well, and it's just one of those, that's where I, I still tell people though, there are people who are genuinely, who are broken, and they do need meds, but it's much smaller than people realize. Yeah, no, like I, cause I have chronic pain. And when the doctors like couldn't figure out exactly what it was, I had a doctor basically tell me I was the one making it up because he couldn't help me. So instead of listening to me or just saying, I can't help you anymore, I'm going to refer you to someone that can. He just wiped his hands clean and told me it was my fault. I'm just curious. Do you use CBD? Um, Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I have, uh, through my many trials I've gone through, I got hit in the back of the head, uh, ironically by a kid named Josh too. So Josh hit Josh in the back of the head. That was comforting other than I was vomiting everywhere, but I damaged my nerves in my neck. So no matter what I do, if I get the lightest hit, uh, like I temporarily am paralyzed in pain. So CBD though is great. (laughs) It's like if I'm my page, just take a little sip and I'm good to go. I know. And it's good because I like CBD too. Cause like, I'm not a big fan of like the THC. So like, I like that it doesn't like get you high, but it helps. Like there's, um, a create an ointment. It's called Meditera. Have you heard of it? No, but I'll have to look it up after this. Yeah, it's really good. And it actually like to put on your neck or 
wherever you're hurting or in nerve issues and it helps. Perfect. Then I'm going to so, definitely find that one. But yeah, yeah. So with uh, all that, uh, the drugs, <laughs> um, essentially I got to uh, a weird event. I sent I was unemployed for six months. Uh, another hell of a story. Essentially I was working security and my boss tried to kill me. Uh, so I quit. Uh, when was this? Uh, that was back in, I was unemployed 19. Wow. That's scary. Summer of 19, right before the pandemic. Oh. Yeah, I was unemployed for six months. So in that six month span, I had a, like a month and a half. I went to Idaho to help my uh, aunt out. And uh, they went to California for a week. And they kind of forgot I was up there and stayed in California for three weeks. They bought me enough food for a week. So at a certain point at the like halfway point, I didn't get any messages because I literally had to walk downhill a mile at like this angle of an incline of a hill. So going down was a workout. Then I had to go back up just to send one text. And then literally random wolves approached me too. But um, that's where I realized as I was going down, I'm like, I'm not getting a message, a notification they're coming back. So I started um, portioning my food and my meds. And at a certain point, I completely ran out of everything. Oh, my God. I literally went down to the street to download an app on how to trap animals because I'm like, at this point, <laughs> I'm going to burn through all my body fat before they show up. Um, but yeah, they, luckily, I called someone. I was like, so I really have a ride at like uh, Friday tomorrow. Can you, can you, sorry, can you pick me up? <laughs> so I got home. So you didn't but, have like a car or anything? I was literally left on the side of a hill on a farm. <laughs> like Uber couldn't even get you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they did, they're like, nope, we're not going up there. That's creepy. Oh my God. That is so crazy. So, but that's, that's how I knew I could get off drugs because I ran out for like the last five-ish days. So anyone listening in on drugs, you're like, oh, I'm going to do what Josh does. Don't do what Josh does. So there's a high probability that it could turn on you and you'd be suicidal. Yeah. I, I was luckily left on the side of a hill on a farm and I could go crazy if I wanted to and no one would get hurt. But yeah, don't do that while you're in. If you have a random farm, you can go to <laughs> detox for a week, do it. But very few of us have that opportunity. Yeah. So what happened? Like, did you have like a lot of um, issues from it? So the, the meds confirmed their schizophrenic thing. Um, I was seeing things that weren't there. Um, like, let's put it this way. Alexa can see it. The others don't see the fish here. Mm -hmm. You see the curtain. Yeah. I could, my visuals, when I was on the stuff, that curtain would move and a full entity would come in full and human. <laughs> Usually it was a Ronin or a medieval knight. Wait, that um, was when you were on the pills or when you weren't? When I was on them. Really? So I got to the point, it was super normal for me to see medieval warfare going on like full-on sieges where women and children and men are being destroyed and killed and blood everywhere totally it got to the point it was super normal because i in the moment i, I spoke up uh, they're like oh we need to put you on more drugs it's like no no so so were you on the schizophrenic and bipolar all these years 18 years and you were still diagnosed with ADHD in between? Oh, that or was. So they said chronic depression, anxiety, and then near the end, they said mood, mood in, 
mood instability or something like that? Am I saying it wrong? But yeah, so for those who know drugs, I essentially was on Wellbutrin, which is anti-seizure side effect, antidepressant, Topamax, which is a oh, mood yeah. amplifier, and Vyvanse, which is legal speed. So my brain was going slow. It was really emotional. And then it's also going really fast at the same time. Oh my God, for 18 years. That was the last eight that I got on that combo okay. when I was in like high school and it didn't really change. But yeah, for, for eight years, it was experimenting with random stuff. That's where one of them was the classic, if you have ADHD, Ritalin, which yeah. is, it is pretty much just meth. Um, of the, it, it was, I got the classic bugs under my skin, by the way, that's not, uh, me peeling it. That was martial arts training, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, so I was actually trying to pull my skin off. Cause I'm like, mommy, there's bugs under my skin. I don't like this feeling. And that's where they're like, fuck that. And they cut me off on that one. So, uh, then they put me on some weird D one. It wasn't dopamine, but it sounds similar. Uh, I gained like 60 pounds, three months as a little kid. Yeah. And it was one of those, no one told me. So I assumed I was self-esteem problems. I was like, oh, I'm the, I'm the fat one. I'm the weird one kind of thing. That was your medication. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so that's, okay. that's like the quick synopsis. I mean, we could always go into more details if you want. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. That's why it's like better growing up now than like back in the nineties, like when, because so much is different now and so much is out there that we didn't have back then. Oh, and yeah. I was born in 94. So and I was during um, oh, yeah, you, we'll all that like too. That. It was yeah. funny because in your bio, it said how you remember the floppy disk. I remember those too. Me t- <laughs> I was at a, a elementary school and it was one of those, it was lower income, but it was still, they had floppy disks. They were, we actually had to pay a buck to get them because I guess it cost a fortune to get these no matter what. And uh, I remember playing this one game um, it was so it was late 90s, early 2000. I don't remember mm-hmm. which one, but it was a game to simulate the stock market. But it was one of those it was intentionally designed to show that you're better off just giving your money to a hedge fund manager than do it yourself. Well, I figured out with my ADHD and just randomness that if I place an order, I press K and I immediately press D. And then press the K again, I will get my money. It'll buy something then i can get the profits from that so i literally just start pressing buttons really quick you're only given a million bucks in the game i left the game with 12 million <laughs> and the teacher's oh. like there's no way you can make 12 million dollars in this game it's impossible i'm like i just keep pressing these buttons really quick <laughs> and that's where uh yeah i was was one of you have those a very got- smart business brain mm-hmm yeah, at a young age, I never realized, I never had, see, my, my thing now is context. At a young age, my grandfather instilled on me, if you want 20 bucks a week, you have to go mow people's lawns. And you better do a damn good job because you're doing 20 bucks a week kind of thing. So I was at, a, he was paying me $20 and it was like, oh, okay, he said, grandpa, I'll pay for the gas kind of thing. Can I go mow so-and-so's across the way? They promised to pay the same thing, cash. I got to the point, like, that started it. I got, I was cash i was making like 600 bucks cash a week i would got that thing full scale and i was running a normal job at the same time too how old were you uh that was during high school and right oh. after oh during high, high, okay during high school and just getting out of it um 
yeah, it was, it was actually one of those, it was more lucrative to do side projects, mm-hmm. like, like p- buying plants and planting them than to actually mow the lawn. And that's yeah. all, literally, that's literally all I was doing. Cause then I'd be like, I, I got to the point I was going to rich people and be like, Hey, I noticed your lawn's bad. So I'd get in with them and be like, Hey, I noticed like you have a flow was out of shape for like a thousand bucks. Would you like me to redo it for you? And like, if the plants are more expensive than I thought, then we'll just, I'll tell you whatever the extra is. That was my whole tactic. Somehow get in, let them trust you, let them pay you for a couple of months and then pitch the second thing. Wow. And then I randomly, someone told me, oh, but you need a real job, Josh. And why? If you're I making money. I, right. I was, it was just one of those, my, why? But Okay young me still on meds. I'm like, okay, I'll go do it. Now I'm like, I want out, figure out how to get that mode thing going again. But like, cause nowadays, like people are doing a lot more of those small jobs, not small, but like the having multiple like side gigs, like that's a mm-hmm. big thing now. And it helps. I mean, it's great. It really does. Yeah. Like, I mean, why not? Why do you have to do that nine to five for if you can do all these side gigs and make just as much or more money? I would say just as much because I would say when you're you're an independent contractor, taxes are much more ruthless. Yeah, that's true too. But still, like just as much, and you get to be your own boss basically. Yeah, you get to you get to work whenever you feel like. That's that's my new freedom because I currently work night shift at a local grocery store, and I have nothing against it. But it's one of those. I, it's kind of come to the conclusion they have no intentions of promoting me. They have no intentions of moving me to different stores. So I'm just sitting there going, I don't. I don't want to scrub shit off the toilet for 30 years. Right. I'm like, I, I mean, I'll, I, that's where I even told my first boss when he hired me, I'll do this for a year or two to get in to prove my worth, but I don't want to keep doing this kind of thing. And, right. well, and it's just one of those, he, he got transferred out somewhere. And my current yeah. boss is just like, I didn't make agree to that rule. So I don't have to deal with you on that. I'm like, uh, okay. That so, sucks. Right. Uh, um, well, thank you for sharing your story with us. I, I've learned a lot. Like, it's just so crazy how life's changed and just like, it's just scary sometimes. Like how like with little information, like something so big can happen. Like being told you have bipolar and schizophrenia and being in meds for all these years when you didn't even have it. I would say, I, I would say the ADHD for sure. But right. it was the content for me, the, the the drugs amplified everything so um i can't say i didn't have it because i mean technically the drugs are making it look like i had it kind of thing but you obviously don't now when you're off of them mm-hmm. so i mean it kind of proved that you didn't in the end right or now i have enough control because i'm not all right wooey wooey um you would think that- the you would think the pill like the medicine would be to stop it not to make it go even more Actually, so I had a few people on my show and it's, a lot of them have said um, um, we got, they got more spiritual and divine. Uh, I don't know where you go on that, but essentially they said uh, um, that you might've been one of those, you're more sensitive to like, let's say like the third or fourth, uh, the fourth or fifth dimension. And I was like, oh, oh interesting. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, I told them like, I would have weird dreams, yeah. hyper, hyper detailed at times. And then some would just be like, staring at a person that kind of like those really abstract like color mushing and stuff so like an aura yeah well i I, I say i actually still do see auras 
is not one of those I got to go around and be like, hey, so you are a white with a tinge of black on around you. <laughs> and they're going to be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. But that's where they said that you might be, you might have actually like unfiltered been seeing other worlds. And I'm like, uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I was the stuff they had me on was pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. so crazy. Um, so I want to play a game with you before we end. Let's play a game. So first question, drink of choice. Bahama Mama. Ooh, what's that? It's one on the Carnival Cruise Line. It's essentially a fruit juice, uh, some sort of cream, rum, uh, coconut rum, and vodka. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's, I think I've, I've heard it before. I think it's just been a different name, but it's kind yeah, of similar to like a pina colada in a way. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Um, Dangerously favorite, smooth. Yes. Favorite show or, t- or movie or both? Favorite show, I would have to say, I grew up watching it. Um, it's called Kung Fu. It was from the 70s. Okay. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it was a old. It was this white man that looked like he was Asian, and he was he went to the temple, and I really think that's what stemmed me into martial arts. And then movie, uh, Inception. That's a good one. Um, advice you would give your younger self? Don't take what others say to to heart, essentially, because I would take everything to heart. Yeah, I have done that too. I'm getting better, but I, I, I still have a ways to go. Yes. Um, what is five words to describe yourself? Um, patient, caring, loyal, um, open-minded. Uh, let's think that's four. Uh, silly. I like them. And the last so, one is what does success mean to you? Success isn't uh, about money. It's about playing the game and winning. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, where can my listeners find you? Uh, the Josh Bolton show.com. I'm t- Instagram, Twitter, um, Josh Bolton show. It's pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> and on it, I'm pretty, I'm more active on Instagram. Uh, if you just want to send me a message on the, the website, there's an actual tab. Just say, Hey, I found you on Alexa show. So cool. All right. Um, that'll be in the description below and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.